You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Uh, what a blessing. We've got others that are getting ready to get started in the enrichment classes, uh, piano classes, and so uh, lots going on there. So that's a blessing. Uh, thankful for those that are able to teach and uh, those that have a heart to learn. And you add music to a person's life, it's amazing the impact uh, that music has and just the harmony that's there. Uh, being able to, to uh, uh, serve the Lord through that as well, what a blessing. All right, let's go ahead and look again uh, with our, uh, our text verses tonight. Uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. You know, if, if we just stopped right there, isn't that refreshing? Just, just thinking about those words. That if we come to the Lord, he said, I will give you rest. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And, and you know, as we live in our lives and, and the pressures that we face, and there's, there are some days where we are just beat up. There are some days where we are weary, we are heavy laden. And God said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, life is hard. You know, we've all heard the statement, life is hard, then you die. And you know, there's some sarcasm that's tied in there. And uh, the great theologian, Catherine Hepburn, put it this way. Life is hard and after all, it kills us. You know, the, her view of, of what life is about, of course, is polar opposite of what we as believers would have. But we do all understand that whether you're a child of God or whether you are someone without God, life is hard. It is not a bed of roses. It is not all uh, easy, smooth sailing. It's not all uh, calm water. And, you know, we might wish that that would be the case. But life, it does bring some hard things. There are some harsh things in life. Uh, maybe uh, in, in our lives, and maybe you've experienced it or you've seen it in somebody else's life, uh, the reality of hard things about life. Uh, maybe it's a marriage that's not loving and caring, but it's, but it's uh, hurtful and, and hateful. Maybe it's child rearing that is not all smooth sailing and screaming babies in the night and no sleep and endless diapers and dishes and laundry, uh, a house that gets cleaned only to get uh, messed up about an hour after your husband gets home. And you get to start all over again. Maybe it's toddlers who are defiant. Maybe it is children who always need to be disciplined. Maybe it's a teenager who is defiant. Uh, maybe it's pressures at work, maybe their finances. Life is hard. Maybe it's bills that you're facing and more bills and more bills. Maybe you have a car that just keeps breaking down. 
when Deb and I were in college, uh, I had 13 cars in four years. And uh, we were broke. And so I would buy a car for 100 bucks, throw 50 bucks into it, run it for about six, eight months, it'd break down. I'll get another one. And so I was just, I was just always flipping cars. And uh, so uh, we had 13 cars during that time. And maybe uh, you have a car that is just sort of a nemesis in your life. Maybe it's friendships that go sideways. Maybe it's a misunderstanding or motives or misgivings with a friend. Maybe there's just heartaches that come our way. Loss of a loved one, a spouse, child, grandchild, a loss of a baby, loss of a parent, a friend. Life is hard. There are weights that we feel in life. And the longer we live, the more of those weights we shoulder. And as we are shouldering these weights and as we carry them, we have some choices of what we are going to do with them. We have all of these potential problems that make life hard. Maybe it's health issues, cancer, diabetes, leukemia. Uh, Miss Lisa has rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, there, There are so many people that are dealing with things. Uh, Mrs. Jewell uh, dealing with sciatica pain. And, you know, all, there are so many different needs. And then we add a pandemic. And then we add elections. And then we add the, the uncertainty of our republic. There are a lot of things that people are carrying around in life. We have a divided nation. Our course of, the course of our Constitution is uncertain in which way we're going to go. Life is hard. And with that, sometimes we find ourselves weighted down. And sometimes we are overwhelmed and unsure. And maybe we even find ourselves fearful to do anything because... Things have changed so fast, it just seems futile to make any decision because you know that you're going to have to change it here pretty soon. Life is hard. And tonight I want to speak to you out of this passage of Scripture when it's too heavy. The title of the message is When It's Too Heavy. And I think the Lord has some things for us that will help us as we navigate And all of us are dealing with different things in our life and different pressures. And some of you may feel like, Pastor, everything's great. Praise the Lord. These are tools that you will take and put in your toolbox because it's not if life gets hard, it is when life gets hard. And we need to be preparing ourselves for that. So that's the title of the message tonight, When It's Too Heavy. And Father, I pray that you'd help us as we've uh, just looked at some pressures that we face. I pray that you would just guide us. Uh, May our minds, our soul, Lord, truly be strengthened and helped tonight. 
I pray that our, our spirit would be, would be sharpened. And Lord, that you would just equip us to be able to deal with the heaviness and the hardness uh, of the pressures of life. And so just give us strength, please. Uh, encourage us. Uh, help us, Lord, to stay engaged. And just uh, teach us tonight, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. We've got several things I want to go through. First of all, I want you to look with me at this text, uh, Matthew 11, uh, 28. Just that first little part, uh, the statement is, come unto me. And I want you to just stop, number one, and just look at the companion. Uh, You know, you are not by yourself. You and I are not in this by ourselves. Uh, no matter where we feel that we are at, we are not by ourselves. Uh, the Lord here, he, he, is, he is the companion, uh, and He says, Come unto me. You know what? God and you make a majority. God, God and us make a majority. I remember when I was younger, uh, and you know the stories, I used to get in all kinds of fights. I mean, uh, my mom, when I was in elementary school, uh, my mom and dad told me if I could go two weeks without getting kicked out of school for fighting, that I would get a brand new BMX dirt bike. I did not get the bike. Uh, and so, I mean, I was, I was a scrapper. I was always in trouble. And, and, and you know, uh, how did I get on that? Oh, I had a big brother, though. Uh, and in the back of my mind, even when I was fighting with somebody, uh, and I did, I fought with people that were bigger me, than me all the time. And, and, and I remember in the back of my mind, though, if I can't whoop them, I've got a big brother that can whoop them. You know what? You and I, we, we, are, we have God with us. And here the Lord says, come unto me. And you and I have the ability to come before God, uh, come to the Lord, uh, the Savior. Uh, he is there for us. Come unto me. So I want you to see the companion that is there. I want you to see, the, secondly, the call or the care, uh, the care that's here. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not only is he, is our, he our companion, he cares about our current condition. He knows exactly where we're at. He knows uh, the the burdens. He knows that we are uh, heavy laden. He knows the, the need for rest. And the Lord says, you come unto me. And so there is a care uh, that the Lord has uh, for us. Uh, there will be a load that we will bear in life. And there will be a burden that we will bear in life. And there are things that we are going to have to lift and carry. And we'll find ourselves uh, overwhelmed and we'll find ourselves burdened down Uh, but with that uh, there is a God that says listen I know where you are at I see that you are uh, are burdened I see that you are uh, that you are uh, heavy laden I see your labor I see your need for rest God's watching so not only is he our companion he also cares he knows where we're at I want you to see, thirdly, the call. The call. Don't get too excited about the speed that I'm going through this. All right? The call. And, and we see here in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, 
For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Here, this, this call, uh, the Savior here, he is calling. He has something to, for us to do, and it is going to help us with that being heavy laden and that burden, uh, the labor that we have. And he is saying, listen, I want you to take my yoke upon you. So we see the call. And, you know, we determine which load we are going to carry. We can carry the load that life brings our way or we can carry the load that the Lord is carrying. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So, so here you have the Lord that's there and he is saying, listen, I can help you carry this load. Uh, a yoke is a tool to help spread out the weight. It's a, it's a way to, to yoke people together so, so they can labor together. Uh, they would put oxen in a yoke and it would bind them together so they were both pulling uh, the load together. And you know, when you're working and you're working with somebody that uh, is carrying the load there with you, it sure does make a difference. You know, the Lord always pulls his weight. You know, we've all worked with somebody who didn't pull their weight. And that's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating when you're, you're pulling and you're working and, and, and the person that's supposed to be there helping isn't helping. And they're giving very little. But the Lord doesn't do that. He said, take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. So we determine which load we carry. There is a burden that we will bear. And we have already been laboring. We have already been toiling. And we are already heavy laden. Uh, we're wore out. And the burden has left us empty. And, and you wonder then, when I, am, when I have labored and I, have, I am heavy laden and, and I need rest, And then all of a sudden, somebody says, take my yoke upon you. You mean you want me to do more? You mean you want me to do more for, I'm already laboring. I already have, I'm already spent. How can I do anything more? But you see, we have a choice on which load we carry. Whether we're going to carry a load by ourselves, or whether we're going to carry a load with the Lord. You know, Matthew 28, uh, 11, 28 here, you might, you might think that middle little section is uh, your life uh, mission statement there, uh, labor heavy laden. And maybe you sort of feel like I'm there. I just, I am working, I'm laboring, I'm heavy laden, and and I'm not finding any of this rest. I am finding the work. I am finding the labor. Uh, But the Lord said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. It wasn't selective. Rest isn't available to some. It's available to all. And rest is not found in quitting. Rest is found in which burden are we going to carry? You know, we can go off on our own and find ourselves 
just as tired, just as overwhelmed. Or we can pick up the Lord's yoke and we can labor with Him and in doing so, we can find rest. Now, I'm not saying that you can't I'm not saying that there isn't a time where even in the Lord's work you need a rest. There's times that you need a rest. But here what we're talking about is this this laboring and 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 being uh overwhelmed and here we have just that it's too heavy come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. So we see here the companion, we see the care, we see the call, but fourthly, we see the consideration. We see the consideration. Verse 30, he said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So here he is telling us the reality about these two burdens. One of these burdens is going to be easy. One of, these, uh, one of these yokes is easy. One of these burdens is easy. The other burdens are not easy. The other yokes are not easy. And so it's not saying that life is easy, and it's not saying that all of our burdens are easy, but God is saying comparatively to the yoke of sin, the yoke of bondage that sin brings, His yoke is easy. His yoke is not enslaving. Uh, his yoke, uh, compared to the, the burden of sin and compared to the, the load we carry without the Lord's help when we are under that weight of sin, when we are under the weight of sin's consequences, when we are, we are under the weight of the absence of God's help. You see, that yoke is heavy. But when we're in the yoke with the Lord, he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, the Lord's way is the easy way. It's almost as if we say, we almost make being a Christian hard. You know what's hard? The way the transgressor is hard. That's what the Bible tells us, uh, 1 John 5, 3, or Proverbs 13, uh, verse 15. Uh, he said, the way of the transgressors is hard. And, you know, the way of sin, it is hard. It is, it's what destroys people's lives. Uh, the Lord doesn't destroy our lives. The devil destroys our lives. Uh, the Lord said, I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the Lord here brings life. The devil brings death. He is the one that, that destroys life. First John 5, 3, he said, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. You know, it is, it is not a grievous thing to follow the Lord. It's a grievous thing to follow the devil. You know, I hate drama. That was a statement that I made as a youth pastor. I told our teenagers that all the time. If all of a sudden I saw uh, something going on, I was like, okay, I, no drama, no drama. Uh, and I, w- I hate drama. You know what? You know what brings drama? Spirituality does not bring drama. You know what brings drama? Sin brings drama. 
Just think of all the drama if you are serving the Lord. Think about all the drama you're missing out on. You know these reality TV shows? How does somebody get, get uh, uh, enjoyment out of watching somebody else's marriage shatter? You know why? Because misery loves company. But you know what? We're out of that. And I'm not saying we don't have problems, and I'm not saying that there aren't burdens that we all face, but the reality is there's a lot of, there is a lot of drama that we miss out on. You know why? Because his, his ways are not grievous. God's commands are not grievous. Uh, the way that the Lord has for us to live life is a life that brings blessing. And when we get outside that, that's when we see the way that's hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. So we have the companion here. We see the care. We see the call. And we see the consideration. Now, all of that was introduction. All right, so now we're going to get to the message. That's why I was trying to get through that quick. Some of you are thinking, man, this is good. We're going to be out of here quick tonight. Uh, no, not so much. All right, so uh, I've got some, some observations about this. When, when life is hard, how do I deal with it? When life is hard, where do I go? What do I do? What are some things that I can do that will help me when life is hard? Because there are a lot of things that are going on that are hard. So what can we do? Number one, don't borrow trouble. Don't borrow trouble. The what-ifs will, will consume you. Don't borrow trouble. There, there, are, there are too many problems that, that, that could be. Life brings enough stress, enough weight, enough burdens. Don't go looking for them. What if they come after my guns? What if they force a vaccination? What if we go to a police state? What if, what if, what if? Don't borrow trouble. Don't borrow trouble. There, there is too many weights that we already have just in normal life. Why start grabbing all of these what-ifs and throw them on our shoulders to weigh ourselves down even more? It's not healthy. It's not helpful. It's not, it's not going to fix anything. You say, well, I just want to be prepared. Prepared for what? Don't make an enemy that isn't there. When they show up on your doorstep, that's a different story. But we're not there right now. So don't borrow trouble. Number two, don't pick up burdens that aren't yours. Don't pick up burdens that are not yours. There's enough on your plate, there's enough on my plate. A statement that I tell our staff often, stay in your own lane. Stay in your own lane. And you know what you find is when you stay in your own lane, you're, you're not mixed up in everybody's stuff. You know, everybody has stuff. Stuff. 
Don't pick up burdens that aren't yours to bear. Don't start looking for somebody else's drama to jump in on. It is not going to help you. You say, well, pastor, the Bible says to bear ye one another's burdens. That's not what it's talking about. You know, bearing one another's burdens is coming alongside and helping them. It is not, it is not just now allowing their burden to become your burden. Because now instead of one person's burden, now there's multiple people being burdened. You know, when you have a burden, be careful what you communicate. And I'm not saying that you don't ask people for prayer. I'm not saying that. But you know what? Everybody doesn't need to know all the details. Because what we find is, oftentimes, those burden-sharing times become an agenda-building time. So there's... There there are so many burdens that are out there. Don't pick up burdens that are not yours to bear. Uh, Accidents happen when you get in somebody else's lane. So don't go looking for an accident. Stay in in your lane. Uh, Thirdly, don't burden someone else. Don't burden somebody else. Asking someone to pray for you is different than when you place a burden on them. You know, if you walk up to somebody and you walk up to Brother Rick and you say, man, this Brenna, she sure is struggling. She's got all this stuff. And you dump on him. You know what? You didn't fix anything. You just put a burden on him. You say, oh, I was just trying to pray, get him to pray for Miss Brenna. No, what you do is this, man, Miss Brenna, isn't she a wonderful lady? She, she is busy serving the Lord. You know what we ought to do? We ought to be praying for her. You know what? That's, that's a whole different ballgame. Instead of taking and dumping something on somebody, it's, it, it burdens that other individual. Putting them into a place where they have to choose sides That's burdening them. It is injuring them. The Bible says that the the words of a tailbearer are as wounds going down into the innermost part of the belly. So what that means is, let's say that that, uh, I am the tailbearer and I tell Brother Rick something, my words are as wounds. Well, who is it wounding? The person I am talking about? No. It's wanting the person that I am telling because they go down into the innermost part of his belly. He is the one now that's receiving it. And the the injury is given to this other individual. And so uh, when you put somebody else, when you burden somebody else, you're putting them into a place uh, oftentimes where they have to choose sides. They have to choose between you or a friend. Uh, Maybe they have to choose between you and their church or choose between you and their pastor. That is burdening somebody. That is not asking for help. 
And you know, as we are dealing with burdens in life, and we all have them, we have to be careful that as we are dealing with our burdens that we are not injuring somebody else in the process. A burden weighs you down. We don't need to take and turn around and weigh somebody else down. So, so here, uh, what do we do? Uh, don't borrow trouble. Don't pick up burdens that are not yours to bear. Don't burden somebody else. And don't let somebody burden you. Somebody else's issue does not have to be your issue. Let me say that again. Somebody else's issue does not have to be your issue. You know, if somebody has an issue with somebody, you know, you know how we fix that? Uh, you, you, you go and you talk to that individual. It's, it's amazing how oftentimes when somebody has an issue, they go talk to somebody that can do nothing about it. If you are not in the, if the person that you are talking to is not in the, the, in an area that can fix your issue, then you are gossiping and you are not seeking help. If you are communicating to somebody that is in a position to help you, then all of a sudden now you are, you are going in a, in a direction that you can get help in. So a fellow employee can't help the problem. They can only make it bigger. If Brother Frank is upset with Brother Jordan and uh, he goes and tells uh, uh, brother, uh, brother Matthew, that isn't going to fix anything. Because they're not in the chain of command. They're not going to be able to fix that. But if they, if they came to me, then I could do something about it. You know, uh, with that, uh, a fellow church member can't fix the problem. Uh, maybe if somebody has a, an issue and somebody is bringing a burden to you, how do, we, how do we stop that? This is how you stop that. You say, you, you, uh, uh, you say let's, let's go talk to so-and-so about that. As soon as they start, as soon as they start talking about something that you are not in a position to fix, you know how you fix it? Let's go talk to that person right now. You know, it's going to do a couple things. It will either get them to address it with the right person or it will squash it. You know what? If you sit there and listen, you are the one that are going to listen to those words and you are the one that will be wounded. And so uh, here, uh, we, we want to stop that. We don't want to let that burden all of a sudden transfer to burden somebody else. And, and oftentimes, this is what, what we'll hear is, well, they just don't feel comfortable talking to that person. Well, if they don't feel t- comfortable talking to that person, then they don't want help. Amen. And so they aren't trying to get solutions, they're trying to get an ally. And what, what is that? That is divisive. That is, that is not bringing unity, that is bringing division. 
And so uh, let's go talk to so-and-so. Let's go talk to Brother David. Let's go talk to uh, Brother Davis. Uh, you have an issue with the music. Go talk to Brother Davis. Don't, call, don't, don't go talk to Brother Rick. Don't go talk to Brother David. <laughs> go talk to Brother Davis. You, you have a problem with Mrs. So-and-so. Let's go talk to Mrs. So-and-so. You know, burdens oftentimes are self-inflicted. And when we have burdens, and we all have them, we can either choose to pick those burdens up or we can choose to lay that burden down and go get into the yoke with the Lord. And, you know, he has a way of, uh, of helping us through it. Now, do we have to deal with things? Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, when we, when we have a burden, let's make sure that we are not burdening somebody else. We are not injuring somebody else. This will stop a lot of gossip. This will stop a lot of divisive behavior. This will stop schisms in the church, in the school, in the ministry, in in the home, in your workplace, it'll just stop them. And that's something that we have to uh, be mindful about. So, so don't, uh, don't borrow trouble. Don't pick up burdens that are not yours. Don't burden someone else. Don't let someone burden you. And lastly, and this is really where I'm trying to get tonight, don't burden your children. Don't burden your children. Mrs. Brown's been reading a, a book, The Hiding Place. Uh, she's read it before, but she's, she's doing it again now. And she was just sharing with me uh, an illustration that Corey Tin Boone had put into her book. And uh, she said her father, who was a, was a watchmaker, a uh, very renowned watchmaker, he would travel by, by train into the city to work. And uh, one day they were coming home, and she said she was about nine or ten at the time. And she asked her, her father about a line that was in a poem that she had, uh, had listened to or read in school. And within the line of the poem, there was an unwor- unknown word. It was the word sex. And it was a term uh, that was used, sexism. And, and here now, as she was riding with her dad on the train, uh, she wanted to find out what that word meant. And the father, she asked her father, uh, Father, what is sexism? And her father looked at her and he didn't say anything. And then he got up out of his seat as the train was going down the highway or down the rails and he reached up and he grabbed his valise that was full of parts and tools and it was a very heavy valise and he set it down on the, uh, the uh, ground right in front of him and, and, and he told, us to, told Corey, he said, Corey, uh, I want you to pick that up and I want you to carry it when we get off of the, uh, the train there and carry it back uh, home with me when we go. And she stood up and she grabbed onto this valise and she went to lift it and it was just too heavy she said father i can't carry that it's too heavy and he looked back at her and he and she said he said cory a poor father would be i if i expected you to carry something so heavy it's that way with knowledge something some knowledge is too heavy for children to carry when you are older and stronger you will be able to bear it, but until then, you'll have to trust me to carry it for you. You know, what wisdom is there? You know, there, is, there are a lot of things that are going on in our world today. 
You know what? Our kids aren't able to bear it. Hey, Zach, can you come here for a second? I'm going to pull you in here. I've got some weights over here, as you can see. And Zach, I want you to curl these for me if you could. No, don't do that. But just grab one hand and try to pick that up. It's not really going anywhere, is it? No, it's a, that's heavy. You know, um, Maximus. Come on up here, buddy. All right, right here in the middle. I want you to just grab a hold of that and see if you can pick that up for me. Two hands, go ahead. You're, you're a little bit smaller. Well, you take two hands. You can't do that? Why? It's too heavy. You know, there are a lot of things right now, thank you guys. There are a lot of things that are going on right now that it's heavy for us. It's too heavy for our kids. You know, the elections, though I want our kids to be aware of the election process, When kids are crying over an election, they've been carrying something too heavy. Who was it that put that weight there? Not intentionally, but it's a weight that's too heavy. You think about a pandemic and all that's going on, and you and I, we are, maybe we are in a place where we can listen to the news and we can, we can have that information coming at us and we can sort through it all. Our kids can't. It's too heavy. And right now what we are seeing is that anxiety in children is growing through the roof. Now is that an intentional is that intentional? No. You know, moms, dads, there are things that the kids aren't ready for. They're not, they're not ready for Fox News 24-7. Just think of what it does to your spirit. How are they going to process that? Does that make sense? We start looking at all these constitutional issues and I want our kids and we are uh, doing what we can. We will make sure that the kids, as we're in school, we want to make sure that the kids understand. But at the same time, they're not all in a spot. I mean, our seniors in high school, it's different for them than it is for our second graders. And our kids are at different levels and sometimes things are just too heavy. Uh, marital issues, it's too heavy. Mom, dad, you think the kids aren't listening? They're listening. The arguments, they're hearing. The fear, the anxiety... They hear about people divorcing. Your argument to you might seem awful small, but what about to that child? 
It's too heavy. It's not something that they can bear. Financial pressures. You know, we have been in the ministry pretty much our entire life. We did not have a default default to our kids saying, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. We can't afford that. You know why? Because whether we could afford something or could not afford something was not a weight that a child could understand. It wasn't a weight for them to bear. It was too heavy for them. You know what? No just works. You don't have to give an excuse. You don't have to give a reason. Now, as they're growing and you are explaining finances to them and you're teaching them things and and there is a concept that is being communicated about uh, being frugally and fiscally responsible, that's a different story. But when they just feel like, we can't afford anything. Are we going to have food? Are we going to lose our house? Are we going to be under the bridge? Are we going to be on the side of the road with the sign? So, pastor, my kids would never be there. It's too heavy. That's not a burden they should be carrying. It's not something that should even be in their their mindset. Academic pressures are too heavy. If they get a bad grade in second grade, it's okay. If they fail a class in high school, it'll be all right. They say, oh, pastor, you're, you're making light of something that's so important. No, I am not. But let me tell you something. As we look at life, they say that 20, or 73% of all cr- college graduates do not have a job in their field. 73%. 41% of college graduates do not have a job that even requires a degree. but they're not going to get into Stanford. That's probably a good thing. We, we put a lot of pressure on our kids. And let me be honest with you, and I had to face this myself. Some of the pressure we put on our kids is not about them. The pressure is about how people are going to view us. It's not about them succeeding. It's about, do I look like a good parent? Can I put that sticker on the back of my car? I have an uh, A honor roll student or an honor roll student. Is it really about that? You know, there, there are so many real burdens in life Let's be careful about what we put on our kids.
I'm afraid our, a lot of our kids, especially right now with everything going on, they are, they are being loaded down with things that are too heavy for them to carry. Political unrest, talk of gun, gun rights, and it's just too heavy. Vaccines, that's a parental issue. That's not a child issue. They don't have a decision in the matter anyway. So why are we talking about it with our kids? The sins of the world, the LGBTQ, it's heavy. It's too heavy for our kids. And I think we just have to be careful. We don't want to be overburdened But unintentionally, we are burdening our kids down and they are facing pressures that you and I never faced. This world of information is a time where there are so many pressures coming the direction. Gender identity, the hate, all these things will be dealt with at some point. But let's be wise parents and let's carry it for our children until it's time for them to learn about these things. All the pressures that we, that we bear, we, we know that some of these are just too heavy even for us. And they weigh us down. So, let's be very mindful. The burden that we have, we need to make sure that we set down our yoke and go pick up the Lord's yoke. Get into the, the yoke with him. And, and let's uh, be close to him. We can carry a whole lot more. Brother Jordan, how about you come back up? And uh, Zach, how about you come back up real quick? And we'll be done. So I think this is 205 pounds that's here. And so, uh, Brother Jordan, how about you go ahead and get in the middle? And then, uh, Zach, how about you get on the end right there? And... Uh, Let's go ahead and pick that up together. Man, it's really easy. <laughs> Man, I'm having no problem at all. Zach, how is it? A lot better than it was earlier, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody else is carrying some of the weight. You know what? When we get into the, thank you. When we get into the yoke with the Lord, that's the difference. But so much more of a difference. As in size difference, strength difference. God can carry so much more than what we can carry. We have to be mindful. There are times where it's too heavy. And it'll be too heavy for us by ourselves. And it might be too heavy for our kids. But if we get into the yoke with the Lord, together we can, bear, we can, we can carry it. Together we can bear that burden. What to do when it's too heavy? Father, I... Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.